0: Greetings! So here we are with yet another edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, and as your host, I welcome and thank you for listening. I hope you're making a point of regularly listening to the show, where each week I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview, so we as God's children know how He wants us to respond. I do hope you listened to last week's show, which should have been published on April 5th, but because of an unexpected hospital visit, I was unable to record and edit in time to post on my normal Wednesdays. So instead, I posted Saturday, April 8th. Last week's podcast was and is so very important for us to understand what is happening in these days. That podcast explored many reasons why we can believe that the best is yet to come. Providing. We are obedient to how God wants his people to partner with him in this very hour. If you haven't yet listened to that podcast, I actually recommend you do before listening to this week's, since this week's is something of an extension of last week's show. This week's show should have been posted early Wednesday morning, April 12th, but I'm a bit delayed simply for the loss of time in the hospital and for the many doctor appointments. However, I think I'm back on track. So now you should look for a new post each Wednesday early in the morning. Today's podcast, as I said, continues with the focus of last week, that God wants very much to intervene in our behalf, but he is still looking for us to respond to him in such a way that he can let go with a vengeance. Yes, with a vengeance according to Romans twelve nineteen, which says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Quote. Today I want to have us understand, even though God says, I will do this or I will do that, most often the implication is that his people partner with him to actually bring the matter to pass. As I've said on previous podcasts, in these terrible times, many of God's people ask, where is God in all this? But we need to understand when evil flourishes, God asks, where are my people in all this? Many people wrongly believe if God says something, if God reveals his will, that it shall be done, that we can just sit as a spectator and watch God bring the matter to pass. This is only true in some situations. It is not true in all situations. And those people who believe they can just sit and wait for God's revealed will to be done in their life, those who are expecting God's perfect will to just happen to them, will be the most shocked. Let me explain. As I shared last week, I truly believe the best is yet to come, but only for those people who are truly in a right relationship with God the Father by faith in Jesus Christ, as evidenced by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. For this reason, today's program explores, number one, God's will and how we can and must position ourselves if we want to receive his best in our lives on earth. Number two, conversely, We'll learn what people do that prevents them from receiving God's best and, in fact, places them in the path of receiving God's corrective discipline at best, his condemning judgment at worst. And lastly, I'll have us again consider God's timeline and current day calendar that is pregnant with possibilities that those who want God's best, especially in these dark days, must not only know about, but learn how to embrace God's plan. So first, let's make sure we understand God's will. Years ago, when I was speaking before a church group, the following words flowed from me and took me back at first. I needed a moment to digest just how profound the words actually were. I emphatically stated to the audience these words. God's love is unconditional, but his promises aren't. Let that sink in for you today. God's love is unconditional, but his promises aren't. There is nothing we can do to earn God's love, and there's nothing we can do to lose God's love. It is a constant gift. God's love is ever-flowing. However, when it comes to the vast majority of God's promises, there are conditions that must be satisfied in order to receive the promise. Consider salvation. Salvation is God's will for all people, but only those who choose to believe and receive Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord are saved god has promised some matters that do not require us to satisfy any condition such as god's promise for the second coming of jesus that will happen no matter what we do but most of god's promises are conditional consider god's promise in second chronicles seven fourteen god says if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land End quote. now let me break that passage down first off we have to acknowledge it is god who is speaking it is god who says okay so god who is creator and supreme over all is making a mandate next he says if this is what makes clear what follows are the conditions to be satisfied. That word if is a very powerful word. Then he identifies the group to whom he's speaking by saying, my people who are called by my name. Okay, we better unpack that to understand what God means when he says my people who are called by my name. Okay, it's God speaking, so my people means God's people. God's people, not people who knowingly reject him. Not people who believe God exists, but have not intentionally entered into a personal relationship with him. Not those who think they are Christians because they were raised in a Christian home, or they attend church from time to time, or those who call themselves Christians, but live their lives entirely as they please. No, the verse says, if my people who are called by my name. Okay, so let's find out what it means to be people who are called by God's name. There are numerous scriptural references to being called by God's name. Many parents choose names for their children that translate to a name or reference to God. And followers of Jesus Christ are called Christians or Christians. But sheer reference to the names or character of God is not what God means when he refers to people who are called by his name. All human beings are people, but not all people are called by his name. What does it mean then to be called The word called has several meanings. One definition is accosted. God's name is not merely an identification label, but is to be a description of the very character, nature, and essence of God. So a person called by God's name could be said to be one who is accosted with God's character, nature, and essence. In fact, the use of the term Christian is to mean identification with Christ and his mission, not merely his name, which means anointed one. God calls people unto himself, greeting us with a desire to influence and even seek intimacy with us. A second meaning for the word called is to be bidden or invited. Another meaning of the word called in context of Second Chronicles seven fourteen is to be called by the Lord to come under his name and therefore by association be renowned, famous, or noted for having his character on display living a life that demonstrates a likeness of God. What it means to be called by God then is to have the accosted revelation that God wants relationship with us, to hear the invitation to enter into personal relationship with him, to become like him by way of being spiritually born again, thereby sharing in his nature as a child of God, bearing family resemblance, and actively sharing in God the Father's plans and purposes. Beyond any relational identity, to be called by God's name is to partner or share with his plans. We read in Isaiah 43, 7, quote, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made, end quote. Since those who have experienced a spiritual birth in Christ are also people he has made, formed, created for his glory, and called by his name, Christians are also promised the Lord's presence, protection, and provision. The outcome of being called by the name of the Lord then affords His people, number one, a special distinction by the Lord's presence, number two, a unique protection by the Lord's association, number three, a supernatural provision by the Lord's loving care, and number four, a conspicuous separation from all other peoples of the world. Now, having broken down just that much of Second Chronicles 7.14, do you see yourself as one who is called by God? If so, then you need to listen to what God says next, because the promise in this passage is for God's people who are called by his name. If you don't see yourself clearly as one who is called of God, I ask you to listen to his voice calling you. I ask you to consider his love that is constantly poured out for you. I ask you to listen to the rest of this podcast to learn how you can become one who is called by God's name if this is what you want to do. And I hope you do, because God's perfect promises, protection, and provision are uniquely available to His children. Without belonging to God through faith in Jesus, we subject ourselves to His discipline at best and His wrath at worst. So God said, If my people who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. These are the conditions God sets forth that must be satisfied if we want all the promises offered in this passage. To humble ourselves is simply to submit to God to acknowledge He is God and capable of all things, and we are not. To be humble is to trust God more than ourselves. Humility is not weakness. On the contrary, it is the epitome of strength, because it requires we remain resolute to overcome pride, and pride is one of the sin conditions we've inherited. First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7 states, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. In Luke chapter 14, 11, we read, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. James 4, 6 states, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If we don't humble ourselves, God will do it for us. To pray is to seek conversation and communion with God, to hear from him spirit to spirit. The very act of seeking God through prayer is demonstration of humility, recognizing Him as far greater than ourselves. While we are encouraged to let our requests be known to God, the object of prayer is to transform us more and more into the image of God. Prayer is to help us learn what He wants of us, so we can then yield ourselves to His ways above our own ways. Studying God's written word, or Logos word, prepares us for better hearing God and receiving His spoken, or Rhema word. And as the Apostle Paul wrote, simply studying nature, the whole of creation, is another way to be awe-inspired about God and to connect with Him. To seek God's face is to press in, to know Him in greater intimacy, to go beyond seeking Him for what He can give us, and seek Him for who He is. Haddon Robinson, longtime faculty member, former president of Gordon Cornwell Theological and familiar voice on Radio Bible College, told a most memorable story of how he and his brother approached their father when they were young. He shared his father loved to arrive home to play with his two young boys. Their father would reach in his pocket and pull out some change while he was getting comfortable in his favorite chair. The boys would both scramble up upon his lap. Their father would then hold out his hands with the coins concealed while the boys intently watched. Then their father tossed the coins up into the air while the youngsters tried to catch the coins. The unspoken rules were they could keep whatever they could reach before the father caught them and closed his hand. Robinson explained this was always accompanied by much laughter and close contact and very enjoyable times of relating. The father would continue to toss the coins in the air until all the coins were caught, at which time the boys would both happily run off with their coins to spin on ice cream or something. As they scurried away, their father remained seated in his chair, smiling lovingly, yet feeling a real sense of loss, for it seemed that in their youth, the boys desired more of what the Father could give them than to simply remain with Him. To seek God's face is to remain with Him, instead of going off once we have what we want, only to return the next day and ask for more. What would happen if we extended our time of prayer, gratefully holding on to the gifts He gives, and remained in His presence, seeking His face to know His thoughts, His desires? his plans his heart to turn from our wicked ways is to repent of any and all ideals attitudes and behavior that are inconsistent with god's revealed will and ways we can easily know what ideals attitudes and behaviors god wants for us which as our loving creator he has revealed in his written word every desire god has for us is ever and only for our good when we belong to god in covenant relationship through faith in jesus And we begin to be more attracted to the allures and ways of the world than the ways of God. When we begin acting on these worldly attractions, we are wandering away from a faithful relationship with God, which is nothing less than committing spiritual adultery. And in this, we are actually betraying God and placing our affections on what is ungodly. God is a jealous God, and he will reveal his love by administering correction, which is never pleasant at the time, but for the genuine Christian, will result in restoration through repentance. God promises in Second Chronicles 7.14, if we do all these things, then he will hear from heaven and forgive us of our sin and heal our land. And if ever there was a time when our land, when the nations needed healing, it's now, which is precisely what God has brought us to, As his people all around the world, in all the nations of the world, we are being given an opportunity to turn back to him with a whole heart, and not only see God heal our land, but learn from him what role we have in partnership with him in the process. Through the present-day prophets, God has been very clear. We are now in the days of him administering both his judgment and justice, judgment upon those who remain unrepentant, and justice for those who are called by his name. I explained last week especially how this season from Purim, March 6th to 7th, through Pentecost, May 28th, is a time of heightened spiritual activity. It is each and every year, but this year it is earmarked by God to have even greater impact because of his plans to heal our land, to deal with the full extent of evil and corruption in a way the world has never seen before. This time, especially from Passover, April 5th to 13th, to Pentecost this year, is one of divine acceleration, high angelic activity, with many doors of opportunity to partner with God in his plans, radically opening up. There was a reason God had Jesus arrested just before Passover. Likewise, there was a reason God allowed President Trump to be arrested on the day before Passover. We have to understand, President Trump was not taken off guard. He even said he would be arrested on that Tuesday. There is much God is already doing in our behalf, but He wants to do more based on our partnering with Him. Johnny Inlow, recently on Elijah's Dreams, again with Andrew Whalen had much to say about these very days and how God has been looking for His people to agree with Him about the abominations the world has suffered. God is looking for His people to call sin, sin, to call it out, to declare enough is enough and to decree God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Johnny Inlow shared how he was inspired to call out the specific crimes against children in human trafficking, and the Luciferians that are killing and harming children, and how he prayed to God, in agreement with God, that this evil must be judged and justice must be applied now. Inlow encourages all of God's people to ask God what he's doing and what he wants of us, each one individually in this hour. Inlow said, the courts of heaven are waiting for God's people to agree with God to activate his judgment and justice over every area of evil and corruption right now. I highly recommend you watch this interview to learn more of what you can do in partnership with God during these most critical days. You'll find a link in the show notes. I said last week we receive from God according to the fruit of our doings or to the degree we are in agreement and in partnership with God. If we want an end to this evil and suffering perpetrated by self-serving, greedy people in positions of government leadership, in media, in the medical community, and even in the church, we must come into agreement with God and take our place in fighting both the spiritual battle and by being engaged as God directs in the natural. Julie Green's Prophetic Word published April 3rd titled, Get Ready to See Things You Never Thought You'd See is consistent with what I'm sharing today. And on April 6th, she published a prophetic word titled, It's Time to Pray. I want to share by loosely quoting what she said on April 6th. Quote, things will get worse before they get better because people are trusting in things and people to bring solution. They shouldn't be leaning on their own understanding and trusting in logical solutions they are in my way. They won't let me in. They are trying to do it, trying to be successful in the natural realm, not realizing the spiritual has to be dealt with first. I've heard their cries. I do not fail. So speak my word in agreement with my will. Your words are more powerful than you realize. Your prayers are more powerful than you realize. Your faith is more powerful than you realize. The ones who believe me, This is the time of great and mighty victory, I have promised you. I am ending their world order. It's not their time now. The time of complete restoration is at hand. The time of revival is at hand. The enemy is making it look the darkest to make you give up and walk away. This is the time to pray and seek me, and I will give you everything you need. You will see me in ways no other human has, because this is a great time for this body that I have put on this earth for a specific time where no eye has ever seen what you will. I am bringing the greatest victory that mankind has ever seen. This is a time when the enemy will lose everything they hold dear, because everything they had will be in the hands of my children. They can't touch what is yours, property, money, everything will be in the hands of my children. But before that time comes, I've spoken this in my word, call it in and call it done for the complete restoration of all things. I've said this is your time of great exodus because things are not staying this way. I am showing up. Yes, I am. My children, it pleases me that you are facing so much and you're still looking to me. That's all I've asked was for you to look past all of it. Look through the deception, lies, and tactics of the enemy to see me, to truly see me, that I'm good, that I'm here, and that I am making a way. There are great things on the horizon, no matter what anybody else says. I am removing the people before you. It's going to be great. My children, get ready for me and my glory in levels and ways you've never knew existed. Yes, you'll live like heaven on earth, and it may be for a short time, but it still is my time, my time, my children. It has to come, so get ready for it and call it done, God admonishes us to call it done to call his will accomplished. Consistent with Second Chronicles 7.14, this word through Julie Green posted on April 6th admonishes us to pray, to seek God, to partner with him and see him act on our behalf and for us to join him in his efforts as he reveals. Then we can expect for our nations to be healed, for our nations to be restored. What God also said through Julie, posted on April 10th and 11th, are likewise compelling. On the 11th, God said to his children, The enemies are walking into every trap I have set for them. Nothing can be done about what is about to happen next. The globalists and elitists and those fraudulent governments to all the enemies of Almighty God. Their time has come to fall. They refuse to heed my warnings. They refuse to repent. Judgment must come to all who reject truth, who reject me, and who continue to pursue my children, my nations, to harm them for their own evil gain. They stole all they could, including leadership and the presidential seats of many nations. No matter what the unrepentant do or say, they will fail. Exposures are coming they can't see. Then God shifted from speaking to us to speaking directly to the enemy, saying, quote, I will expose all of you. Your governments are collapsing, your plans are failing, your economics will implode, your fortunes and power will all come crumbling down and slip away like they never existed. In your arrogance, you think this will never happen because you're too smart to lose everything, but nothing and no one outsmarts me. Your powers are faulty and as nothing, and I am tearing apart all your laws you have held over my nations." End quote. I think it was early 2021 when I was speaking before a women's group, I got a word from the Lord that everything the enemy has done will be undone. So when God said through Julie that he's tearing apart all the laws that the enemy has held over the nations, I really resonated with that. Amanda Grace has also had a very powerful word from the Lord. She published on April 7th. And as always, I have links for you in the show notes, and I encourage you to listen to what Amanda has posted as well. You know, I'm sharing all this today to give you an idea of what God wants to do for his people if we are willing to humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. I'm convinced we are in the time of God's intervention right now, and I want you to experience all the best God wants for you. But as I've learned, the only way God's people will experience his best is if we choose to embrace him on his terms and do what he's asked us to do then and only then can we expect to see the fulness of his blessings and provision in our lives this is the time between purim and pentecost when the world will see god intervene but only his people who are called by his name will experience the best of what is yet to come Next week, I expect to post my interview with Derek Johnson, who has an extensive familiarity with the continuity of government clause of our founding documents and a unique awareness of current white hat military operations that have been functioning behind the scenes. You won't want to miss next week's podcast to be encouraged that God has already been tremendously at work in our behalf. For the future, should you have any topic that you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know via email. My email is by at pamelachristianministries.com. In the meantime, won't you help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too? Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. When you purchase my own books, products or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us, so please shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. I try to support you in all ways possible, and when it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get into a healthy, optimum weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products and I really love their Java Boost drink. They have a wonderful program complete with support to help people lose weight by following their version of the keto diet. So I encourage you to at least visit their website using my link to learn more. I've also proudly been promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using and I encourage all of my listeners to also get your household and health care products from an American owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of our consumer brands are in this country. And with all that's going on today in our economic systems, I want you to meet Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and the valuation of the dollar is of concern. Call Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team using the online link in my show notes. When you do, be sure to tell him you learned of him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get credit for referring you. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, why not consider becoming a financial supporter of my work? I welcome direct contributions, but they're not tax deductible. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed for you, or you can receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn more about all the products and services available through my ministry. And don't forget my own award-winning books from my website. My book series is also called Faith to Live By, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. If you use it at checkout, you'll get 20% discount on your entire order. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're doing now in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email address again is faithtoliveby at com. And if you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. To receive even more, be sure to check my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask you to help me know more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. And as a new subscriber, you can choose from one of three gifts. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcast, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure we can stay connected. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and also helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.